Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. If you have a Bible, turn to John 10. And uh, John 10, 1 through 6. You got to say amen. All right, it says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Come on, somebody say, hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. Isn't it good to know that to God, you're not a number? But he calls you by name. There's something powerful just about that statement right there and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. If you're taking notes today, and this is the number one topic requested, and you asked for it, it's this. How to hear God's voice. How to hear God's voice. Lord, I thank you right now that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, right now, I pray that you would use me. Speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. How to hear God's voice. You know, um, I grew up in Graham, Texas, and I I honestly grew up in in a boy's paradise. We had uh, everything that you could want. I had a ton of friends, and, and and I grew up in a day and age when we actually played outside. My kids will go out now, and they're out for like three minutes in the yard, and they come in like, it's too hot out. We never even, now I will say this, the older I get, the more I do not like the heat. I I walk to my truck and I'm like, okay, that's good, let's turn the AC on, and then you get the blast of hot air, you know, that comes out of the... Uh, but but you know but when I was growing up heat didn't bother me I just enjoyed playing uh, we had we had a place where uh, like a, it was a completely evacuated field and we used to play in that it was behind my house it was uh, around my house but early on my dad had given me an eight um, he'd given me an eight block radius and in those eight blocks he said you can go anywhere you want but do not go outside of these eight blocks. And I was like, okay, and I'm telling you right now, we owned that eight blocks. That was our eight block. That was our stomping grounds. That's where we were at. That's the way it was. And, and, and here's the thing is that we did everything in those eight blocks. We played uh, baseball. We played football, tackle football, not this sissy tag football. Come on. We played real tackle football. We played wall ball. I love teaching my kids these games now. Uh, my son, I, I, he, he didn't have a clue what wall ball was, and so I'm having to explain him that, yeah, if you don't get back to the wall and you drop it, you get to peg the person. Come on, somebody. We used to throw throw everything. I, I did crazy stuff that I would never recommend. We used to have BB gun fights. Come on, stupid 
Thank God I have all of my eyes, but uh, both of my eyes, but that's, that's a good thing. But, but we used to do all of that, and I own that eight blocks. We played. But there was one thing my parents didn't do. They, they would say that they wouldn't tell me what time to be home. They would, I didn't have a watch. I didn't have an iPhone. I didn't have anything. The reason why I didn't need any of that is because my dad could whistle. And I'm talking about a whistle that could be heard for miles. My dad has an incredibly loud, like he, he cups his fingers together and he blows and he's this massive whistle. And, and, uh, and, and it didn't matter where I was in that eight blocks. It didn't matter what was going on. I could be in the middle of a game. And as soon as I heard the whistle, I would drop whatever it was that I was doing and I would take off running home. The reason why is because I was always listening for my dad's call. I had trained my ear to hear my dad's call. Nobody else around me, might, they, they might not hear it. They, they, people, most of the time I would drop, like I would be, I'd be ready to swing and I'd hear that call, I'd drop the bat and take off running. And, and because if I didn't, I was in trouble. But, uh, but here's the deal, and they'd be like, where are you going? We're in the middle of a game. I'm like, my dad is calling me. See, I had trained my, hear, my ear to hear his voice. Even though nobody else heard it, I had trained my ear to hear his voice. And the truth is, as a Christian, you have to understand that you can hear God's voice. God has, has given you the ability. There's two lies that the enemy would love for you to believe. Number one, it's that God doesn't speak anymore. There, there's a, a massive uh, amount of people that say this, that God doesn't speak, he doesn't, he doesn't talk, that, that's, just, that's a thing in the past, that's something that happened a long time ago. But here's the thing, is that God still speaks. It's amazing to me that if you look through the Bible, you'll understand this, that we have an entire book of God speaking with his people for 4,000 years. God is talking to people. For 4,000 years, it starts in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve, and he's walking and talking with them in the garden. And then on the very end in Revelations, we see that God is talking to, to John on the island of Patmos. And then, and then the Bible says this, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. And during his entire ministry, what did he do? He walked and he talked with people. It wasn't something, he wasn't standoffish, and I'll send you a letter, I'll send you a note. No, he He walked and he talked with people on a regular basis. They knew his voice. They heard his voice. And I'm here to tell you, and it's amazing because even after he resurrected from the grave, he died on a cross, he resurrected from the grave. It says this, that when he was ascending into heaven, he had his arms lifted and he was talking to his people. Can I tell you that I have a hard time believing that a God that says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever spoke for 4,000 years spoke through his son Jesus, now all of a sudden doesn't have anything else to say. See, the truth is, is that God still speaks, and there's a massive lie that the enemy would like for you to believe that he doesn't talk anymore. And he's still speaking. Number two, the the second lie that the enemy would like for you to believe is that you can't hear his voice. No, I'm not talking about your neighbor. Because they're holier than you. 
I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, your parents because obviously they have their act together more. No, I'm here to tell you that the enemy would like for you to believe that you personally can't hear his voice. That I, I, I'm not good enough to hear his voice. I'm just not. I, I, I've talked to people, um, I, I, and it's amazing. As I, I was prepping this message, and I was getting ready, and I, I knew that this was my topic, and this is what I was going to preach on. And I met with two different people this week, and that the very thing, not without knowing what I was going to speak about or what I was going to preach about, the thing that they said is this. They said, well, I, I, I feel like I can't hear God's voice. I know you say that I can, but I feel like I can't hear God's voice. And I, I, and I think that the enemy would like for you to believe this because he understands that, that it is important for you to hear the voice of God. Right now in this room, there are tons of signals. Are you with me? There's cell phone signals. Some of you on Facebook right now. I see you. We used to be in a dark room. Now I see you. The light is shining in. Come on. I see you. Don't act like you're taking notes on your phone. I know what you're doing. But here's the thing is there's signals coming through. There's radio sig- signals coming through this room. There's a, a trucker signal. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. That's coming through this room right now. There's television signals that are passing through this room. And just because I can't hear them doesn't mean they're not there. It just means what? That I haven't tuned in to what's coming through. And the truth is, is that there's something that you have to do and you have to begin to tune in to God's voice. And the enemy knows that if he, if you ever begin to tune into his voice and really begin to say, you know what? I believe that God is still speaking and I believe that I can hear his voice. And you begin to tune in to what God is saying. He understands. See, here's the deal is that he doesn't want you to hear God's voice because he knows what God is saying. Oh, you think, oh, I messed up this week, and oh, I failed, and I fell short, and I didn't do what I was supposed to do, and you hear, you think God is speaking, you are worthless, you're a piece of trash, there's nothing, I don't even know why you call yourself a Christian, and that's the voice that replays in your head, and the reason why the enemy doesn't want you to hear the voice of God is because he knows this, he knows God is saying, when you've messed up, he's saying, what can separate you from the love of God? Come on, no height, no depth, no length, nothing in the past, nothing in the future, nothing in the present can separate you from the love of God. When you get a bad report or something comes on, the Bible says this, that nothing, nothing, nothing can come against you. Because here's the thing, is you got to learn to hear God's voice if you want to make it in today's age. God is speaking and he's talking. And and, and I think the most important thing we can do as Christians is to learn to tune in to the voice of God. To learn to develop an ear for what God is saying. There's three ways that God speaks. Three ways that God speaks. There's probably more than that. But I'm going to break it down to three. Because God can do whatever he wants. Come on. Uh, in the Old Testament, God uses a donkey. Speaks through a donkey. Come on. That's why he uses me every week. Amen. 
And, uh, but here's the thing is that God can speak anyway, but here's the three main ways that he speaks. Number one, he speaks through his word. He speaks through his word. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See, here's what I like to tell people this, is that you don't really read the Bible, the Bible reads you. I'm telling you, I, have, I, I can't tell you how many times I've read the Bible. I mean, I've actually, I try to read it through once a year. I went through a phase there where I was reading the entire Bible in 90 days. Now, let me just tell you, that's a lot of Scripture. And, and I, but I was reading it, and I was just, because I was just hungry for the Word of God, and I just continued to read it. But it was amazing to me that I've grown up in church all of my life. My dad, come on, used to make me read my Bible. Anybody grew up with parents that, my dad, it didn't matter, like you read the Bible, you're going to read it every day, and that's just the way it was. And, uh, but it doesn't matter how many times I've read the Bible, it, it, it's, it's amazing that I can come across a passage or a scripture, and all of a sudden, because of the season of life that I'm in, it, I didn't really notice it the time before or the time before that, but the season of life that I'm in, all of a sudden, the scripture begins to jump off the page, and, and, and I begin to say, oh God, Lord, that, that is a scripture for me. Why is that? Because it, even, it was written a long time ago. It was written, but in the season of life that I'm in, God begins to use his word to speak to my situation. See, he speaks through his word. He speaks through his word. That's just the way it works. He loves to use his word to speak to you. I, I, I always encourage people, I'm like, listen, it's not an obligation to read God's word. It's one of those things where you say, you know what, I need to hear God's voice, so therefore I want to read his word. And can I just say this real quick, that the voice of God will never contradict his word. Come on. Well, brother, uh, I heard the Lord today, and he spoke to me to leave my husband and marry Joe Bob. The devil is a liar, and you're listening to the wrong. There's nothing in the Word of God that would say that. It would contradict what God said. Come on. The, the truth is, is that God's Word will never contradict, or His voice will never contradict His Word. Uh, the other uh, Today, this week, I've been reading the Word of God, and I've been just, you know, just praying, and I'm always praying something, and, and all of a sudden, this passage of Scripture that I've read so many times began to jump off the page, and it was this, Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God, and he walked with God so much that finally God said, you're so close to me, just come on. Just come on with me. And I, my prayer, this, this, it, it just jumped off the page. And I've been praying, God, let me be somebody who knows you, who walks with you, who hears your voice. See, it's a prayer that we pray. God, let me hear you. Let me talk to you because I want to hear and know your voice. Number two is God speaks through his Holy Spirit. God speaks through his Holy Spirit. John 16 and 13, it says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare it to you, the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit speaks. Amen? 
Now, let me just clarify something. Every time you, you, you see this, like, oh, everybody gets a little freaked out when they hear Holy Spirit. And can I just say this? The Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are weird. Okay? And the Holy Spirit isn't an it. It's a he. And, and here's another thing is the Holy Spirit isn't a ghost that lives outside of you. Come on, Patrick Swayze. He's not behind you, guiding you into... No, that's not the way that it works. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He lives in you, and he can, God can use the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Can I just say this, that when I say that I hear, I feel like God is saying, or I, or I really feel like I'm being led this way, can I just say this, that whenever I say that, I, I don't hear this loud, booming voice that comes out of the cloud, and all of a sudden the sun shines through, and the cloud, I don't, I don't see any of that. All of a sudden, I just hear this inner prompting, because whenever I'm freaking out about moving into a school and moving 700 people to a school and everything seems to be going a little bit crazy and we were here yesterday and the air conditioner wasn't working and oh my God, Lord, Jesus, help me. And I, I, I hear God begin to speak and the Holy Spirit begins to speak and say, it's going to be okay. It is me who's building the church, it's not you. And no air conditioning wor- uh, not working is going to keep me from doing what I've called you to do in this series. See, here's the thing, is the Holy Spirit is speaking but are we listening? I love the, the story about Crystal. And uh, Crystal is much more spiritual than me and much, much holier than me. I, I'll just, I'm just going to say that. She, like, she hears everything that God says. Whenever I was getting ready, uh, I, I bought her a, a ring for our, uh, uh, our anniversary. And every, she says every seven years I owe her another carrot. That's her rule. And so I decided that I'm just going to buy her a big ring, and that way I'm good till, how old? I'm good till I'm 82 for right now. So, uh, but, but here's the thing is that uh, I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm just going to buy her this ring, and it's going to be a big surprise. And I took our old wedding, her old wedding ring, and I had them uh, put it in this new one, and it was going to be amazing. It's going to be good. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to be sly and secretive, and it's going to be amazing. And then she wakes up. And she said, I had a dream. I said, okay. And she said, yeah, I, fit, I, I, I had a dream that you bought me a big blue ring. And that's exactly, I bought her an aquamarine ring. That's what I was having made. And I'm sitting here going, uh, no, you're, you're smoking crack. Come on. You, what are you talking about? Like, that, that's crazy. And I'm like, God, come on, give me a break. Holy Spirit, chill out, man. It's a secret. And then she has another dream. Uh, w- one time when we first moved here and, uh, to plant the church, Roy City, we, w- we, were, um, we were here and everything was good. And my son began to cry. He would cry every day. We would take him to school and he would cry like uncontrollably. And he would do this day after day after day, and weeks went by, and he would cry. The teacher was like, I don't know what to do. And finally, my wife said this. I just, see, here's the thing. She listens to God. I just like, I'll spank you right now. (laughs) Come on. And so she just prays and asks God. She says this, God, why, Holy Spirit, why is he crying? And then the Lord spoke to her and said this. Somebody in the family told him, that if he cried long enough and hard enough, you would move back. So my son got home, 
And she asked, son, did this person, the person, say, if you cried long enough and hard enough, we would move back? And he said, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not going to happen. See, here's the thing. Is the Holy Spirit will speak to you to help you in every decision, in all the circumstances of your life. It's not something just talking about the sweet by and by. He's talking about the nasty now and now and the things that you're dealing with. And I, and I love hearing stories. I, I, there was one guy, and he was talking, and he was like, man, I don't know what to do. And he began to pray, and he was in a financial bind, and, and, go, and the Holy Spirit said, hey, if you'll make this investment, then I'm telling you right now. And all of his future, uh, all of the things that he was worried about, Paid off in one investment. See, here's the thing. Is the Lord wants to speak to you. It says this, that he knows the end from the beginning. And I don't know about you, but I want to talk to somebody who knows the end from the beginning. Because I don't like making stupid decisions. Anybody else in here tired of doing stupid? And if we would begin to pray and ask God, what would he do? What would happen if we just began to say, God, what are you wanting in this situation? What are you wanting us? And you begin to ask God to guide you instead of just making a decision based on your feelings. Can I just tell you, your feelings will get you into trouble? Come on. Some of you married your feelings, and you're going, oh, man, that was stupid. What have I done? Come on. Some of you bought your feelings, and now you're chained to a debt. All right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Number three, God speaks through spiritual authority. God speaks through spiritual authority. Crystal and I were praying about planning this church. It was a big decision. We'd been with my dad. I'd been with my dad. I served my dad for 18 years. And I was like, man, now I'm going to be leaving, and I just don't know. And so I'm praying about it because I want to make the right decision. I want to make the right choice. So I just began to pray about it. And, uh, and all of a sudden, we, we were having a guest speaker in from Australia. And uh, this guest speaker was bringing his wife, and, and Crystal and I both had this feeling that we were going to get a word. Now, this is, this is a man of God. Uh, actually, he's uh, Australia's number one evangelist, seen over a million souls saved. He, he knows God, okay? He's not somebody that's, that's some flake. Just because some, there's, there's flaky people out there, don't listen to everybody. But we really felt like, hey, they're going to have a word for you. And, and it's going to be a word for this next season. And uh, we picked them up from DFW. And we're driving down the road, and my wife and his wife are in the back, and me and him are in the front. And she leans over to my wife and says this, doesn't know anything about what we're doing, doesn't know what we're praying about, and she said, when are you going to plant that church? See, here's the thing. She didn't know that we were praying about planting a church. She didn't know what we were going through. She didn't know anything about it. But see, here's the deal, is that God will use spiritual authority. I'm a man that believes in spiritual authority. And can I tell you this real quick, kids? You want to know who your spiritual authority is? It's your parents. 
Come on, your parents are your spiritual authority, and God has put you in their life, uh, uh, in your life, because they've made stupid decisions, and they can keep you from making the same stupid decisions. Come on. But here's the deal, is that God had put a man in my life, somebody that I knew that brought a word that I needed to hear. God will use spiritual authority to get you to your destiny. I have people that'll show up, uh, and they'll be like, oh man, they'll say, oh, I need a word from God. I need a word from God. I need a word from God. That You see it on Facebook. I need a word from God. And then they can't show up to church. And who knows if what God was wanting to speak to them that I actually preached on, and and they could have heard a word from God. See, God God uses spiritual authority. It's not because I'm awesome. It's just the way that he works. God will speak through spiritual authority. And if this isn't your church, and and I'm not your pastor, that's fine. But find somebody that you can get under. Because there is a covering, and it's important for you to be under spiritual authority. Somebody that can speak into the situation of your life. And when you're praying, and when you're learning to hear God's voice, can I tell you this? Don't just automatically jump. Talk to somebody that you trust. Talk to somebody. Listen, it's a developing, learning to hear God's voice over and over and over again. And so what I would always do whenever I was, uh, whenever I was learning to hear what God is saying, and I, I would say this, that I'm still learning to hear God's voice. I would go to my dad, who is my pastor, and I would say, Dad, this is what I feel like God is speaking. What do you think? And he would say, yeah, I think that's a good thing. This seems like the right thing. And I would begin to bounce it off. Why? Because I believe that God speaks through spiritual, spiritual authority. You getting something out of this? Here's three reasons why God speaks. And I'm done. Number one, he's leading you into green pastures. Mm. He's leading you into good things. Not bad things, but good things. See, can I tell you that God will never lead you to destruction. It says in, the, in this passage, it says this, that he is the shepherd. You never see a shepherd leading his people off or leading his sheep off a cliff. No, he leads them to green pastures. He leads them to fresh water. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit will always guide you into what's best for you, not what will harm you? Amen. Number two. The reason why he speaks to you is this he has a plan for your life that he wants to be fulfilled. Come on, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans that I have for you. Come on again, green pastures, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope, to give you a future. When you were in your mother's womb, I called you, set you apart. Over and over again, you'll see this, because God has a plan for your life. You're not here by accident. You're not here because of some mistake. You're here because God has a plan for you. You're here in Royce City or in Greenville or in Caddo Mills or in the place that you work or come on young people at your school because God has a plan for you, for you to fulfill the plan of God on your life for such a time as this. The last thing, the reason why God speaks it's because you can be the answer to someone's prayer. You can be the answer to someone's prayer. 
I mentioned about us praying about planting the church. And they were an answer to our prayer. But the truth is, is there's nothing really special about them. They just learn to hear God's voice. And, and, and it's amazing because there's sometimes that we have to, we think this, we have to say, thus saith the Lord. No. Sometimes I just say, hey, you know what? I just feel like God's saying. Or sometimes I don't even say I feel like God's saying because I don't want to put his name on it because <laughs> I'm still a little iffy. But I begin to speak into a situation. I love, there was a young man who went out. And I'll, he was out walking and uh, just, just hanging out. And he was, at, uh, he was at a red light. He was waiting to cross the road. And he felt like there was a, a, a guy that pulled up and he was stopped at the red light in his car. And he felt this. He felt like God said, tell that man that I love him. He's like, God, come on, man. He's in a car. He's at a red light. I don't really have it. He's got his windows up. How am I supposed to do this? And he said, he felt like God just kept saying it. Kept saying it. So finally he knocked on the guy's window. He rolled his window down. He said, man, I don't know you. I don't know what you're going through, but I feel like God's telling me to tell you that you love me. That God loves you. That God loves you. And the man began to weep the light turned green and everybody was honking and he just pulled into the parking lot he said meet me in the parking lot so he pulled in the parking lot and he's still weeping he told the young man his plan he said that he lost his job he lost his family and that he was going home to commit suicide but he prayed this prayer before he left he said this God if you're real send somebody to tell me that you're real Send somebody to tell me that you love me, that you care about what I'm going through. See, here's the thing is that you can be the answer to somebody's prayer. And it could change a life forever. See, can I tell you that you can hear God's voice? Don't you ever buy into the lie that you can't hear God's voice. Amen? At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.